Welcome to the Words Over Ice show with your host, Ray. What's up, guys? Today, Jason and I are going to be discussing how to become financially free and not be a slave to the nine to five. Head over to Instagram, follow us there. It is Words, I'm sorry, The Words Over Ice Show. And then you can find all our stuff on the website, which is wordsovericeshow.com. All the links, the donation spots, and all the episodes. Hope you guys enjoy today's show. Your thoughts on time versus money. It's a very um, complex situation because you can get more money, but you can't get more time. Yeah. And it's, I hear a lot of stuff, man, like on the internet and that I have a problem with. Like you have all these gurus and how to make money and all these sales enthusiasts and so-called experts and make millions of dollars. And I, I've always I've never had the conversation out loud, but I've always had it in my head. So I'm glad we're talking about it now. It's where people are like, you need to grind. You know, people are working 18, 19 hours a week. And, you know, if, you, if you're not working hard, the guy, you know, the other guy is, and they're going to surpass you. I'm like, why, why does that make sense? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Like it, there's a, there's more than enough in this fucking world for more than two people to be successful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like B to me, at least like time to, Working 19 hours a day. I don't want to work 19 hours a day. Well, yeah, especially if your yield is solely off of how many hours you've put in versus what you're producing and what the commodity is worth. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that that's where the failure of translation of time versus money comes in. Um, you you, You know very well, and I know very well, that the time that we put into our craft and what makes us money it could be less time, but on a higher scale because the commodity or what we're working with, um, the outcome of what we're doing yields more money yeah. for, for less time. Yeah. So work, work smarter, not harder type of thing. Yo, that I was in the moving business and that was, that's the motto. If you ask any long haul, short haul mover, work smarter, not harder. That's why they have these straps, these, these, uh, these, uh, two wheelies, these, uh, uh, ramps, all, all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it makes sense. So we, we got into this cause we were discussing like you and I were discussing typical like nine to five jobs and, and you'd brought up how, you know, kind of the, the life I've created for myself Yes, and in, in, in being free. So very impressive. Thank you. Um, but yeah. And I guess the, the moral of that story is like I put in and I've worked in nine to five. I think we all have right at some point. But I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the nine to five thing, I get it. It is for some people. Some people need that structure. Some people need to be told what to do because some people just don't have the motivation okay. to, to go out and do it on their own. I think personally, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're not self-starters. So they need, you know, from nine to five, here's what you need. You need three. If we're talking the banking world, you need three credit cards a day and two accounts and one loan. Like, all right, that's you know, that's laid out for me. I, that's, that's something I can visualize. That's what I need to do. I can do that. Then I can punch out. Some people need that structure, Mm -hmm. but, but like me personally, I've built and I did that, but I've always done it with the goal that nine to five. I'm like, listen, I'm going to go into this position and I want to get the hell out of this nine to five structure. Cause I want to be able to do what I want to do and work when I want to work. And that's, 
that to me is more important than money. You know what I mean? But that's a millionaire mindset to be able to do. And I was telling you this too, like I've been offered positions in different States and, and all this and Hey, we're going to pay you X amount of money. And people are like, man, you're crazy to pass up that kind of money. I'm like, am I though? Because if I go take this job, I'm going to be a slave to the man mm-hmm. in other words. Right. I'm going to be a slave to the man. Yeah. I'll be making a ton of money and maybe money probably won't ever be an, an issue or, or thought again, but do I take less money and stay in the structure I'm in? Cause I literally, Jay, I, I work from home. You know that I work from home. Yep. I can go into the office. I can work at 9am. I can work at 2am. I can work at 6pm. Like right. I work when I want to work. Right. You and enjoy I mean? your life. Like that, that's the difference is like people work their nine to five and then end up working 19 hours or so. And they mm-hmm. miss out on living their life and doing what they like to do. Um, yeah. That's the structure that the system and when I say the system, I mean, you know, what we've grown up in and what, what makes it so people can move, uh, like the, the whole matrix thing with Neo, where he's in the office with his boss or whatever. We've all seen that. So I don't have to rehash that. Um, that is what we're forced to believe is the way that it goes. But, uh, there's certain few of us that break that mold and you see it. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. And this goes back to our, our discussion we had about education, right? People are kind of molded yeah. to be that way. Why do you, why yeah. do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, well, it's, <laughs> But also it goes back to our discussion that it seems like you and I both had the same mentality back then too. So yeah. we, that's why we both are in the same position with me, you know, me in the shop and whatnot. And it just, we we've seen the system in the way that it is and figured it out, navigated it where it just didn't feel right. So we figured it out and made it our own, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people though, that don't, you know what? Um, confidence in self is a key ingredient to being successful because if you don't have confidence in self, then you're going to take what you're given and feel like you can't delve outside of the opportunities that are presented to you. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that that is the main factor in people taking what they can get versus taking what they want. Yeah. Or taking what's uncomfortable. Well, right? uncomfortable is a beautiful thing because that's when you're really living, you know? And I, you know, I don't know. So, like, I, I forgot who said it. I think Steve jobs or some, someone like that said, you know, like if someone offers you a position that you don't know how to do, you say yes. And you figure it out later. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's the mentality that I adopted. And I've been doing that ever since. And it's scary. And a lot of people get stuck in that trap and they don't want to pursue what what's in front of them because they're scared to grow almost. You know, you're so comfortable and it's sad, but you got to take that leap. I mean, when I first started, dude, I didn't even know how to read financials, tax returns, none of that. Really? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never even like, obviously you file your taxes every year. I never looked at my but, tax. Return. Yeah. I never broke it down and actually looked no. at it. Yeah. See, no, that, I went to, but, but that's humble of you is that's humble as shit of you to, to admit that. And then look at you now because you have humility. And that, I think that's another main ingredient um, on top of self-confidence is humility where you give yourself an honest fucking slap in the face. Like, I don't understand this, but I'm going to take the time to understand it. Yeah. You, you learn it. Right. And I knew I was, I, I was capable enough to learn it, but <clears throat> to get to go in my world 
Excuse me. <clears throat> Tom, I'm, I'm, I'm dying over here, man. I've been sick for a few days. Thirsty. <laughs> go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Uh, to go in my world. So my, my world, when I first started, is very, well, still, even still, it's very sales driven. Mm-hmm. And to go into it without knowing how to read a tax return is kind of, a lot of people would be like idiotic because that's the name of the game, right? You need to learn how to to read all these things, but to make it, to make that broader and not specifically on my, on my, my industry, it's like you, you go into it knowing that you're, you're capable and you figure it out later. Like, like I said, man, I, I would hand in my tax returns to H and R block and they would do it. And I never even look at my own tax return. I'm like, all right, how much am I getting back? It's That's all, all that matters, about. right? <laughs> yeah. It's all I cared about when I was younger. And so I went into it and I just learned how to do it. And by, by just taking the time, I literally sat down and I read, I read them line by line mm-hmm. as boring as that fucking sounds like a tax no, return. Dude. No, it doesn't because that's what they want you to think. It's yeah. well, they're, they're making it mundane so that you don't get back your maximum amount of money that they've been stealing from you every day. When you spend X, Y, Z, go here, go there, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, that's a person like a, a nine to five mentality is like, well, okay, I'm just going to take what I'm given instead of taking what I want, you know? Yeah. And you really do have to have that aggressive mentality that you're talking about, that millionaire mentality, as you alluded to earlier. And people see millionaires and people who make money and kind of break free from these chains. And it seems like such a pipe dream, but it's really not. Like I deal with these people on a day-to-day basis. I really do. And they're not that much different than you and I, Jay. They're really not. They, you know, they're smart, sure. But some of them honestly aren't that savvy, to be honest with you. The difference is they took a chance. They broke free. They didn't settle for the nine to five and they went out and pursued something that was better. Was it what they loved necessarily? No. And people always say, do what you love, but it's more than that. I didn't think I'd be in commercial real estate. You know, if you would ask me back then, I'd be doing more laying hooks, laying hooks, (laughs) dropping hooks on on your guys' albums, singing solos. (laughs) (laughs) I love music. No, I I love music. I know. It's not a joke. Um, It's not a joke. I was just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but my passion lies in honestly, in in like in basketball and and teaching and coaching youth. And I do that and I make money from it, but I don't make a shit ton Mm -hmm. at all. Couldn't survive off of it, but you know, it's a little side project. But what I've done is I've allowed myself to do, to have time to do that by mastering what I was in and making it work for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, you spent a lot of time in it at a young yeah. age, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so to grow that allowed you to be that free and allowed you to have that self confidence. Well, you always had the self-confidence. That's the kicker is that you always had the self-confidence. So whatever you were in, you ran with it, you made it work. And then you figured out the ins and outs to make it work for you and not work for it. And this all sounds like cliche, like cliche, like sayings, but these cliche sayings are the keys to life. It it truly is. If you ask any millionaire, like they are in like seven different incomes, you know what I'm saying? They don't have Mm -hmm. just one big ass income. It doesn't work that way. Unless you're like a person that inherited some sort of multi-million dollar fortune, 500, company or whatever, you know, actually fun baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know a couple of people like that and, and they're in the car world and it's funny to watch them and, you know, just see them kind of flex, but it's like, I know where you come from. So don't act like you built that for yourself. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I never, I'm not the one to say that, 
publicly or even to them. I just watch. But neither here nor there, back to the point on, on hand is you've created an avenue where you have time and are still making money. Yeah. So let's break down how you do that. Right. Because a lot of people, I think a lot of people say, yeah, right, that's great. You did it. But like, how do you do that? Cause a lot of people are stuck in nine to fives and well, not necessarily want to be there, but don't know like the steps to take to get out of it. Personally, I think that, um, your age has a lot to do with it. Uh, when you get, when you're younger, you have more opportunity and less uh, responsibility most of the time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you can get yourself into something that's lucrative, uh, that will ultimately at the end of the day allow you to advance and uh, proceed to higher levels of uh, management or whatever you you call your position within your um, profession, uh it allows you to generate more wealth and quicker. As you get older, you have more responsibilities, which forces some people to have to take jobs that they don't want because they're kind of stuck. So I think age is a number one key factor of figuring the earlier you figure out which, which area you want to go or what you want to do uh, generally may help. I can't say that it always does because there's a lot of people that didn't know what they were doing until they were like mid thirties, late four, like late late thirties. And they still became millionaires and billionaires, but there it's circumstances of living, Mm -hmm. you know, like you don't have kids to take care of, or you don't have parents to take care of, or you don't have, you know, X, Y, Z. So I think that that's one way. What do you think? I think it's keeping the door the door open and working hard, right. And not getting content. So okay, okay. for me, like I grew up in the banking world, right. Mm-hmm. My mother was a banker. Yeah. I took a part-time job in, in high school as a teller, never thinking I was going to stick with it. Honestly, it was just, it was just a job to me to make money. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, make money, get my little car, my apartment, you know, pay for my stuff. Um, but I kept just kept progressing in it. I was a teller. I mastered that. I became a banker. I mastered that. I became a teller supervisor. I mastered that. I became a, what they call the key holder, which is like a, a banker supervisor. If you want to call it that, Mm -hmm. then I became a licensed banker where I was, uh, selling life insurance and annuities and things like that. Mm -hmm. Then I became a, uh, operations manager. Then I became an assistant manager and I was just kind of going through the progressions. Even in in that point, I was never like, I'm climbing the ladder. This is what I want to do. Like I never had that in the back of my mind. I was just doing it until I found what I wanted to do. right? Right. So I think that's key. Right. So I think a, even if you're in something that you're not positive, like I'm not sure this is my passion. I still think people need to try to get better at it Mm -hmm. and continually progress. Well, you're spending your time. So you might as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get stuck. Like, yo, I don't really like, I see a lot of bankers, right. And it will been, I dude, I see 45 year old fucking bankers. Yeah. Like 45 year old bankers. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and like, you know, I've been a banker for 15 years. I'm like, why? Like, yeah. Why have you been, but a, they got comfortable. Have you been a banker for 15? But, yeah. You, but they got comfortable and, because their exactly. worth to them isn't that it, that's another part is like, what is your worth to you? Or do you right. feel like you're worth some shit? And also, let me um, one one last thing before you finish or keep going. Okay. All that success and all those fucking ladder rungs uh, climb without a fucking day of trigonometry. 
crazy, <laughs> fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in the in the financial world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't need math, kids. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> That's so fucking funny to me. All right, but it's all numbers. It's all back to fucking numbers. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Um. Yeah, 45-year-old so bankers and shit. What the 40, fuck? I see 45-year-old bankers. Them. If that's all you feel you're worth, then God bless you. Go ahead. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know. if, if that's if that's your lane and you're truly... But the thing is, I never see anyone that's truly happy doing None it. of them you know are I mean? fucking happy. They're wearing yeah. their, their unfitted fucking suits that they got off the sale rack, <laughs> shoes scuffed up and shit. Driving. You got to get that shit tailored, man. Come on, bro. That's not how you wear a suit. You look like a real bad version of Steve Harvey. Get the fuck out of here, yo. <laughs> So, and that's the thing, like you just said, you know, God bless them. But, and I would say the same if I saw and they're like, man, this is great. This is my passion. I love being a banker. God bless you. Okay. Do it. But I've never seen anyone that has, no, I, I, they're always fucking miserable. Welcome to the fucking fifth third, man. I help you. Like, yeah. yo, like, <laughs> right. They're always miserable. And, and you ask them like, why don't you do something else? Well, I don't know. They never give me an opportunity. There's always excuses. Right. And I, yeah. And I found like, excuses are nothing but that an excuse because yeah. there's always a way and then there might be obstacles there's going to be obstacles. yeah it's self-doubt that's what it comes down to yeah yeah and there's obstacles and i've had managers who fucking hate me and then the, people say you know oh my manager they they hate me so they're never going to let me move on well you fucking find a different job yeah you find it you know you'll you'll work for a different manager that ain't the, the only same. thing Right. They ain't the only manager in the world. And I get it. Some managers are shitty, but anyway, it's, I'm getting long winded here. My point is people get stuck in that trap, that trap of, you know, you're in that position and you, you kind of wait it out and people end up, I think just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then, like I said, 15 years go by and you're a 45 year old banker. That's what I'm saying. Right. Dude. So what I did when I was younger, I was a teller. I didn't fuck. I didn't like being a teller. It wasn't like, I mean, you're, it's fucking it's grunt mindless, work. Yeah, it's a mindless job, right? It's a mindless job, and it's it's just, you know, you're taking a piece of paper, you're punching some buttons. It's like being a cashier. Yeah. And, right, it wasn't like, oh, this is a shit. This, I can see myself doing this forever. No. But I'm like, you know what? I'm in it. I might as well just do really well at it and do the next thing. And I was a banker. I did not like being a banker. I hated it. I hated because... The bank would be like, yo, you need to cross sell this and cross sell that. And I just, I hated that. I hated cross selling and you need to read this script and you need to sound this way. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you need to be this robot. It's a script. Exactly. Like just yeah. rinse and repeat. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to be this robot. So I'm like, you know what? I don't like doing this, but I'm going to do it really well so I can get out of it. So I did that and I went to the operations manager. That was easy. I went and I, and I said, I climbed that ladder and none of those positions I liked. Right. And I'm like, Finally, I got an opportunity to be a branch manager and run my own branch. And I was just telling you this off air. Mm-hmm. I hated that job. I hated it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I always give myself two-year intervals. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this job for two years. And then I'm going to get out. Unless I really love it and I'm doing really well at it. Right? Then you, you can stay in it. But even then, I try to progress to something else. So I gave myself two years for the branch manager job. I had no idea. If you would have told me, like... If you would rewind seven years and told me I'd be sitting and doing what I'm doing now back then, I would have said, you're crazy. I have no interest in doing that. <laughs> I have no interest in doing loans and commercial <laughs> real estate and reading finances because I didn't. I really didn't. But the thing is, I was ignorant because I never gave it a chance and I never like. Also, you saw the yields of it. 
Mm-hmm. And was like, shit, <laughs> this is worth my time for real. <laughs> <laughs> but I got lucky, right? So I was a branch manager for, I was just still in Chicago. Um, I was a branch manager for six, uh, four or five months, something like that. And I did really well. And my, I always wanted to move out to Cali. So I got a transfer within the bank to go to San Diego. I remember that. Yep. And I actually, I picked that bank on purpose because I knew they had branches on San Diego. So anyway, I did really well. Uh, I had a really great manager, luckily. And he's like, yeah, man, he's like, You're, you'll kill it anywhere. If you want to move to San Diego, I'm behind you. I'll get you transferred. So I got transferred to San Diego, did really well out here. And you know what's crazy is if you come from Chicago and you have that Chicago mindset, like that grinding mindset, you'll do really well out here because people sleep out here. You'll do well anywhere outside of here. Except like the only other place is like New York that has more of a grinding mentality. Yeah. So I came out here and I was instantly one of the hardest workers out here. You know what I mean? So it was kind of crazy, but, but I got lucky. I had someone, I had a guy that was in the field that I'm in now kind of noticed the hustle in me Mm -hmm. and it was, Hey man, why don't you come, you know, come on these calls with me and come check this out. You know, just kind of showed me his world and, and then talk some sense to me. He's like, listen, man, he's like, you don't, he's like, you're too smart to be a branch manager. You know what I mean? He's like, you don't, he's like, you need to do this. He's like, you're going to love it a lot more. And I was hesitant. Cause I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know how to read a fucking tax return. Yeah. And I'm going to jump into this job. And he, he got me an opportunity. Like to, he got me a position there. He's like, yo, you guys need to hire this guy. He's going to do well. And I was super hesitant because, again, I'm like, you know what? I'm not making bad money as a branch manager. I get it. I'm good at it. It's comfortable. Right? I could have easily stood there. And I think that's the trap that a lot of people fall in, I think, is where I'm getting at. Yeah, but you know eventually I mean? uh, there's a turnover rate in that over time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. let's, let's just say you're 10 years in and you're starting to trail off and they're starting to notice. And by that time your, your desire or your drive is already like, fuck it. You're comfortable. So you made the right move. Just get the hell out and get into your own personal, you know, just, right. and, and stop saying that you were lucky, man. You put the work in. There's no luck. Well, you there, create- there's no, you created your own luck. Let's put it that way. Luck is a combination of hard work and opportunity and being right? ready for the opportunity. Exactly. Like right. you said, hard work mm-hmm. and being ready for that opportunity. Yeah. And so there, I mean, there is, there's a fragment of luck too, because you have to be in the right situation, but if you're not ready, like oh, I could have been in that situation with this guy. And if I wasn't working hard, he wouldn't have been like, yo, come here. Nope. You know what I mean? So you make yourself available. You, you prepare yourself for anything. I think is what you guys like got to do. If you want to get out of the grind yes. and continue to progress, even if you don't think your future is in what you're the position or company you're with, right. if you're with the company or whatever you're doing, do your best at it. Right. Because it opened doors that may not necessarily be what you had in mind. Like I didn't have this in mind, but me working hard opened a door that I never knew I'd be willing to walk through. Or was even an, uh, an option. Yeah. Cause it's kind of no seems out of reach at certain points. So, so like you said, it's like, when you're in a, in a career or uh, even a job and there's, there's, there's room for growth and um, ladders you can climb, maybe for the upcoming younger people, look at all positions of your operation within your company, corporation, whatever the case it may be, and, and just make a plan you know, for yourself. Yeah. Never settle for being stuck in one, one area because 
that's that's what happens to people. And then you turn around, and you look up, and you are forty five with an ill fitting suit and dirty ass shoes, and, <laughs> and you're disgruntled. But you seem like you think to yourself that you're happy, but you're really not happy because no. you spend ninety percent of your time at work, and you can't even spend any time for yourself because you're barely making it. You know, just like it, it, it as your money grows more more than less people, uh, more times than not. Uh, their spending habits change and they never ever start to save or progress uh, financially either. So you start to fall into the wayside of the gray and you get lost in the sauce, you know? And if anybody's listening and you start to feel that way, or you're feeling that way now, take a step back, look at what you're doing and write it down. When you write things down, you are setting yourself up for a plan that you can look back on in five years and either have exceeded or you're on your way. And then, you know, it's just the way the world works. Not everybody wins. Some people aren't going to succeed because you got the bad circle around you. Change your circle mm-hmm. as well. Be around people yeah. that are inspiring you and telling you you're doing a great job, you know, versus stay with me and just hang out and this, that, and the other too. That's another part of success is mm-hmm. the people you surround yourself with. You know, yeah, that definitely is a huge part of being successful is your your entourage per se. But I'm a little bit different. Like I'm not driven by money or objects or cars or anything like that. Like I don't need to be a millionaire nope. to feel accomplished. No, nope. if if it happens and it happens the way I want it to, exactly, great. But I'm not going to be a slave. No, to the dollar. You know what I mean. And a lot of people and you guys, you, you'll hear all these these inspirational videos. And like I was telling you, telling you, Jay, you know work all day and <laughs> you need to work harder than the other person. If you're not working, you're not making money. Like, no, you know, it's not, I mean, yeah, I get it. I understand what you're saying. And there's some truth to it. If you're not working, you're not making money, but do you need to be a multi-billionaire? Honestly, do you really need that? I don't. Right. Me personally. Right. I got to a place where I was comfortable. And one of the best feelings I've ever felt was the day I didn't have to worry about my next paycheck. Yeah. Or I didn't have to rely on my next paycheck. When you have to rely, then when you need and you have to wait for that next paycheck to to make it through the next couple of weeks, that's a that's a trap. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, man. But also it goes back to self-confidence too and not wanting to keep up with XYZ and have this car or that clothing or these shoes. Uh that's where people get caught too. Uh-huh. And that goes back to self-confidence. And live within within your means. Yes. Honestly, live within your means. Just be true to yourself, I, man. Yeah. And I've said this, I said this on another podcast with Ali. Um, shout out Ali. Everybody who can shout out to Ali. You see, I've seen people, I've seen millionaires. Honestly, just true story. I've seen millionaires versus people who make, I don't know, say $75,000. dollars mm-hmm. And those people who make, I've seen people who make $75,000 that are better off financially than the millionaire is. Of course, because they have assets versus liabilities, fucking abilities. And they just manage their money. Like, so if you, if you have a, if you make a million a year, but you have 2 million in debt a year, like it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you're fucking, if you're just in over your head in debt, if you're buying Bugattis and mansions and shit, that doesn't matter. If you You make a million a year, your house should be no more than 400, 500 grand. 
Right. You shouldn't have no fucking hundred two. Well, you can have. You don't need. You it. can have a McLaren. Let's say one fifty for a car, and then you got like a fucking Corolla or Camry for your daily. All right. Uh, you pay off your debt. You don't have a whole bunch of credit card. Like there's just people, like you said, people that make a million, they lose their fucking minds. It's like, yo, you have an eight hundred thousand dollar home, but did you forget about the fucking taxes? That shit is crazy. <laughs> yo, and the yeah. taxes are gonna kill you. You're never going to be able to maintain that home after shit starts to fall apart. It's just the long haul assets versus liabilities, man. Exactly, dude. And you like you got to. And I think that's a problem with the world, dude. I really do. I think a big issue with this world is people are so goddamn money hungry. And and it's like and and in in, uh, personality, like I got to look a certain way. Yeah, I got to look a certain way. And you're chasing, you're chasing something that, and it, it comes down to you not being happy with yourself, man. Like yep. if you're chasing money and that's all you care about, like I need, I need, I made a million. Now I need to make 2 million. Yep. Now I need to make to, 5 to million. To compensate for the lack of self-confidence. Right. Now I need this Bugatti. Now I need the new one. Now I need the new Tesla. Yo, time out. Time out. I, I need these, these $12,000 exclusive Yeezys. Man, fuck them what? goddamn hover, <laughs> hovercraft looking ass shoes. Fucker, them shits are ugly as hell. <laughs> Fuck are you doing right now, man? Like, yo, you could have literally put that money to the side for anything. I don't give a shit if you were, dude. I don't give a fuck what you do with twelve thousand. Not some goddamn shoes. Are you serious? Bro, I wear, I wear, I'm wearing right now a t-shirt. It says all day, every day. It's got Curious George on. You probably seen it. <laughs> <Yes>. I think. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. that shit <laughs> is classic. That's the shit I wear every day. Seriously, man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. But that's the difference. The people that are actually uh, money smart and very. Th- there's a difference between wealth and rich. Wealthy people do not give a fuck about material stuff. They're building their legacy so that the wealth continues on through their family. Rich people are living for the moment. Yep. And I see some of the wealthiest people. You'll never know they're wealthy. No. Because they're, they're in fucking, like, everyday shit. Yep. And that's why they're wealthy, because they don't spend their money on stupid no shit. No name this, no name that. No name yeah. nothing. And I, I, I get it, man. If, you, if there's a special occasion and you want to splurge well, a little yeah. bit on an outfit here and there, yeah, by all means. But they're not trying to it. prove it to people. That's the thing. Right. They're just living life. They don't have to prove it to nobody. You go home and you see the shit yourself. Again, self-fucking-confidence. You don't have to worry about what the world thinks about you. And could you imagine, right? Because you hear everyone worried about, you know, starvation in the world. And you hear all these celebrities. You know what pisses me off, man, honestly? All these fucking celebrities who make $40, 50000000 million a year. Mm-hmm. They go out to Africa or wherever the hell they're going out to. to help, <laughs> yeah, I know. Help me, right? <laughs> I'm like, cool, man. Like, Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And I'm sure you, you know, you threw a million dollars at it or whatever. Yeah, but you, you got a tax kickback, bitch. Stop lying. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> A, that's good for your taxes, yeah. for sure. For sure. <laughs> you fucking B, <laughs> you know I mean, B, you're still making $39 million a year. Right. And let's, let's cut that in half to say half of that goes to taxes. All right. You're making $20 million a year. You're giving 500000 And then all you can, all, when you when you accept a, an award, all you care about or all you talk about is let's help the people suffering. Right. Yeah, you got three fucking mansions that you don't need. There's there's ten cars that you don't need. Right. 
And they're all like, like they're all million dollar cars. Like what the fuck? <laughs> right, right. Why don't you go buy yourself a five hundred thousand dollar house? Because that's plenty. You know what? Unless you got fucking ten kids, that's plenty. You know what's you know what crazy I mean? like, is like the richer you get, the more free shit you get too. It is. You know, I went to uh, I went to the Mayweather. Oh god, um, don't no, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> god, what's his name? The white boy, McGregor. Uh, McGregor. I went to that fight. Did I, ever t- I told you that? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went to that fight. <laughs> a buddy of mine, a uh, rich, rich dude, got a lot of money. Um, flew me out there, and, you know, for free, right? And this was the first time I've spent a weekend amongst the wealthiest, like wealthy, wealthy people. Like we were in a booth. Like my ticket, the ticket he gave me was a ten thousand dollar ticket, first class, straight. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And you were in, and it had its own like yeah. party room. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and he had five of them, and he got them all for free. Oh wait, no, I thought you were talking about the flight. You're talking about the actual no, no, no. booth of the fight. I'm talking about the fight. Yeah, 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 my yeah, ticket, yeah. You, you're you're sitting in a box, like yo, you're uh-huh. in a whole box right there. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was this suite that was just sick, and everything was for free, and it gave you it gave you access to the entire like flight going down, so all the way down to the ring, all those seats up to the box were all designated for that box, okay, right? And it was almost free seating, right? So I went in there, and he got five of those tickets for free, like like you alluding to what you were saying, to like the richer you get, the more free shit you mm-hmm. get. He got them for free. I was literally, I was sitting. Um, Oh God, his, his name's eluding me. Famous college coach, uh, Coach K. No, not Coach K. Basketball, football, um, ba- basketball. I think he coached. God, uh, I forgot his name. Anyway, famous co- college coach uh, was sitting right next to me. Cedric the Entertainer was in our in our suite. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple different actors and actresses uh, were in our in our suite. J-Lo, like I was standing next to J-Lo, right, like right next to her and her and Alex Rodriguez. They were staying in the same hotel. We stood at the win. Another thing he got for free. He got two suites. I had a suite to myself in the in Vegas at the win. Right? Yeah. Where I we came down the elevator. Like we went up there, we put our bags on, we're coming down the elevator. Who walks in the elevator? Um Patrick Riley. Oh wow. Okay, we're kicking in the elevator with Patrick Riley. I go downstairs. Stephen A. Smith is standing at the bar, and this is this is a roped off bar. No time out. His hairline mm-hmm. starts at the back of his head. No, no. <laughs> it does. He got a seven He's not head. that big either. He got a seven He's head. He's a little as hell, bro. <laughs> seven head. Anyway, back to what you Isaiah, said. Isaiah Thomas from uh, Isaiah Thomas from the Celtics at the time. I was going to say which one because uh, he was there. You know what I mean? Like. It was just crazy. I was just, just like starstruck. So my point is, this is the first time I've been amongst like the the elite, the wealth, the wealthy. Right? Mm-hmm. We went to eat dinner. This dude bought a fucking thousand dollar dessert just to see the way it cracked open because it was this whole like it's this thing like you like it's an ice cream. You hit the top of it and it like melts and all the smoke comes up. It's crazy. Wow. Didn't even eat it. Just bought it just to see. No, it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, just to see it. See, don't worry about it. They comp it. The rooms comped. Tickets comped. Bottle service comp. He's like, oh, he gave me the buy. He doesn't even drink. He gave me the menu, right? He's like, order whatever you want. I'm like, oh man, I just, you know, tequila. He's like, no, no, order like four or five bottles. I'm like, why? I'm gonna drink all this. He's like, just order it. They're gonna comp it. So it was just a fucking crazy experience the way these people yep. live, man. And that's the fucked up crazy. part is that that should be the opposite is where poor people should be getting 
you know, people that are disenfranchised should be getting taken care of, but the people that don't need comps and things like that get it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I get it because he's probably spending money on the regular uh, with these corporations in these places and whatnot, you know, X, Y, Z, but you know, I'm not one to sympathize with, I, I really, I just don't like people. So I, 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 <laughs> I get the system and I, I, I'm not going to be like, Oh, that's so fucked up because I, you know, it makes sense. The more money you spend, the more you get back, but it just, it kind of fucking sucks because yep. there's a lot of shitty people out there that have a lot of money and did not do anything to deserve it. And they just get taken care of like they're good people. But I'm glad yeah, you man. had that experience where you were able to see that and experience that because you're one of the people that actually is a very solid home, like home, home, like when I say home, like down to earth, you got your mind right. And it probably was like almost to the point where like, what the fuck is this all about? Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> it was, yeah. I was like, wow. Like, I, I, it, I, that was, that was what was going through my mind. It was like, how do people justify like, how this? Is it, hey, how is it, how is it fair? And how, yeah, like, how do you just live like and it's going back to my point where i started like all these millionaires when they get up on stage you know help help the starving but yet this is how you live yeah you know what i mean like yeah you why, why don't you humble yourself you don't need all that goddamn money well, see, nobody see, needs that much this money. Is, and i'm glad you said that because it brought me back to the what i was going to say before which I, I got sidetracked on or forgot about was jk rowling um the author for all the uh, harry potter books uh-huh. she lost her billionaire status i think i'm if i'm correct billion yeah billionaire she's still a millionaire i think uh you can look it up but neither here nor there she gave away so much of her money mm-hmm. to help the disenfranchised and the people in need and she's like actually one of the people that just didn't care because she didn't do what she was doing and she's another person that became super wealthy in her 40s off of her books you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you can do this at any point in time. You just have to have something that's worth it. But also she's got her mindset right because she never was a person that was all about the money. She was a very self-confident woman and she did what she did and just had faith in her craft. So it can happen to anybody at any time. You know, you just have to have yeah. the right. Uh, right product. Yep. Exactly, man. So I don't know, fucked up world, but this is what we're living in and act accordingly. What we're living in. Just like yeah, Jack Nicholson said, we all die, act accordingly. <laughs> you know? Fuck. Right. The, the, you, the you, Departed is one of the you, best movies ever, man. I love yeah. that movie. I just saw that a couple months ago. Dude, that, for the first time? No, no, no. Oh, just I was like gonna again, say, bro, where the it. fuck have you been? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a great rewatch. Uh especially as we get older because there's other things you see, you know. But yeah, he, he you said it best. We all die. Act accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. It's th- yeah. This world's not going to... Nobody gives a fuck about you in this world except for your mother and your father, if you're lucky. And we all die alone. Mm-hmm. You know, relationships so, come and go. You never know. <clears throat> so, In the meantime, my message to you guys is work hard, but work smart. Don't be a slave to the dollar. Right. Create something... And I'm lucky enough to have done it. Create something where you are comfortable and yet you're able to pursue things that you truly do like to do. Like I give myself time. What I've created is I now I have time to coach kids basketball. I have time to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. I have time to spend time with my my family and work out and play basketball. I've, I've allowed myself 
the freedom to do the things I love to do, even if I'm not making money in them, but I worked hard enough and created an opportunity where I could open up some time and freedom for myself. And for somebody else, you're helping, you're giving back. mm -hmm. And then my little point is to the younger men and women, don't get caught up in relationships. Take care of yourself. Uh, Get yourself straight and monetarily because nobody can take care of you better than you can. And uh, Mm -hmm. be true to yourself and you're going to make mistakes, but always have confidence in yourself because if you don't fail, you don't learn anything. If you don't fail, you don't move forward. You don't have any hiccups. Uh, You're not gaining any knowledge and you're not learning who you are. So fail as much as you can, but succeed out of those failures and never give up on yourself. Learn from it. And time is not just money. Time is worth more than money because you can't get time back, but you can always make more money. Time is memories. Yes. You think that was cool? All right, so that's a wrap for today's show. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments about the show or anything else, email me directly at my email, which is ray at wordsovericeshow.com. Be sure to continue the donations. That's patreon.com slash the wordsovericeshow. It really helps the show, and we appreciate it. Thanks again.